I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Grown man, I put my hands on you. I dig a hole in the desert. They will build the sands on you. Lay the blueprint plans on you. Read a rap, read a rap pack, niggas. Let Sam tap dance on you. Then I tell Sinatra, shoot your goddamn you. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're back for a feedback episode. Doing these a little bit out of order because of the holidays and the Four Loco Podcast. But uh, we should have everything up today, hopefully. So, um, you know, how was your holiday, buddy? My holiday has been good. It's been good spending time with my husband. Because uh, we know everybody working hard and stuff. So just like y'all was having a good time with family and friends, so will we this weekend. Alright, cool. And uh, the unofficial sport of the podcast is? Unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. And the official weapon of the podcast is? Excuse me, the taser. And uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just search for The Black Guy Who Tips. Our podcast will come up um, in any of those formats. And we try to listen and respond to our feedback from our fans and uh, try to be interactive. And that's what this show is all about today is feedback with our fans. Yes, it is. So, um, you know, you'll also leave us a voicemail, 704-557-0186. And because our Four Local podcast was a little bit short, um... Uh, we'll do the articles and stuff that I didn't do that day. We'll do them today as maybe a little bonus throw-in for people who listen to the feedback episodes. Yeah, this is for y'all to ate too much turkey. We're going to get too much podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So um, let's start off with some uh, voicemails real quick. I think we had like three of them. So here's the first one. Oh, wait. Did we say the official weapon was the taser? Yes. All right, cool. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Hey, this is my, I mean, Rodimus, I mean, Magnus Prime. Oh, I'm sorry, no, this is my story today. <laughs> I know he sounded like I heard you say that on last and had my wife laugh. Anyway, I was calling, man. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the show. I'm a couple shows behind. But it sounds like Rod has been getting upset a lot lately. He's been getting that cat, you know, for hating and whatnot. And I was just afraid that. Man, don't get in all that, that press. You know, haters hate. We're you know, hoping that they get talked about. So, man, you know, squash that, man. If they hate, man, I wouldn't even say their name or none of that. Because that's what they, because, you know, old buddy, the last one I heard, he said he, he didn't have time to listen. Then all of a sudden, he didn't listen to none of them. I think he does listen. And I think that he was waiting for you to say his name a few times, you know, to get some shine. Man, you know, cut that shout, man. Don't let that man, you know, get all that rain. He can be at work playing his podcast, playing co-worker something. I got to his skin. And, you know, look, you know y'all got a hell of a show. And so, man, feed off the positive, man, and ignore that negative. Anyway, man, I'm, I'm over here hurting off these texts, man. I'm... I don't even know what to say. I've been drinking, and I hope I don't sound drunk all on the show. I love the show. Got my wife on the show. She loving it. And, you know, keep that up, man. Look, I hate to say what I'm going to do before I do it, but I'm going to be donating. You know, so, you know, you ain't got to shout me out when I do it. You know, just understand that I'm supporting. Anyway, y'all take it easy, man. I'll catch y'all later. Alright, well, thank you, Montoya's Kate. Um, thank you. Uh, number one, you know, I, we, me and Karen talked about it, and uh, you guys are right. Um, I should not give people, you know, that type of publicity on the show or whatnot, but uh, at the same time, I'm not going to back down from somebody that tries to start shit like... I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I try to be polite, and I try to be nice, and I try to walk away from stuff, but, you know, at the same time, if you're just coming at me being ignorant, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna say something back to you, uh, but, you know, in general, yeah, you're right, I, I definitely don't want to give that dude too much time, and, uh, you know, that's why I'm not gonna play the voicemail that he sent in, or keep anything going, the way I look at it is squashed, everybody had their say, and we can all move on. There's no need to take it further than that. Um, also, thank you for your donation. Um, I'd like to thank Sting um, 
you know, from Sting and Sky. Yes, thank uh, you. Go to stingandsky.com. Sky is spelled S-K-Y-E. Uh, that's his website where you can get uh, t-shirts that have, you know, cartoon logos and different, you know, icons on them from our childhood. Yes, sir. But in grown man sizes, so you don't have to walk around with a tighty, very tight shirt on. Yeah, them three T's ain't what hot in the street. Yeah, you know. So, um, and then, um, you know, like I said, Montoyas, uh, he, he, he donated, and then Sharif donated also, man. So, thank you all three of you guys, man. It's your donations that make it possible for us to buy for Loco and do a six-hour live podcast yes, on Saturday. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, so I think we're doing good for for a night sleep and waking up and doing it bright early. We're doing it on Sunday morning for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So, uh, all right. That's that. Thank you for the message. And you're right. I try to keep it positive. But, you know, I don't ever want to be confused with be keeping it positive with being a bitch. Okay. So, okay. you know, I don't want people thinking they can just uh, show up on our site and cause a disruption and for us just to keep, you know, keep moving. Okay. We got two more two more calls. Yep. Let's get on to the next. Cool. Alright, let's see here. Bam. Hey Roddy Care, this is Izzy Shada. Um I start following y'all on Twitter. I love the show. Um Shout out to Dark for turning me into it. Um I I'm not what about coming on kind of from some old stuff because I've been through all y'all podcasts and listened to it. Um, first off, with the Harry Potter book, Happy Hour, y'all do enjoy the movie. I understand with the fan thing because I do read the book, but I know some of us book readers can get a little bit too excited about the book and, and people who watch the movies. I'll be trying to get my sister to read it, but I already know. This thing that like dictionary size and several people don't read dictionary size books. Um, Karen and the sweet tea, I, I love tea, I love tea so much, I called it, I found a shop in Memphis, this is where I'm from, we have a little chase mall, and they now have like this big tea shop, oh my goodness, it's like, that's my new thing for, they have this really fine, they have, it's like a natural tea, it's not like the little, it's a tea bag, something, it's like you actually brew tea leaves and other dry fruits and stuff, and the tea is so amazing, like this lady there, oh she was going crazy, she was like, we were looking at pots, and she was just extra excited about pots, like if there was cracking tea, I legitimately think there's cracking tea. <laughs> and another thing I want to talk about real quick is the whole for local instant thing about them banning it. I really think it's crazy. I am, I'm 20, I'm not 21, but I drink, do drink. We all know, you know, kids going to college, they don't end up drinking. What? So, um... I really think the only reason is uh, the poor local internet is getting any kind of publicity. I was, I was going to say it makes sound right because I'm sorry, but like a whole bunch of white kids up in these um, universities was having poor local parties or whatever you want to call it. They had little parties and they start, they was chugging it. They said they didn't know how to, they didn't know how to drink properly, I just say. And they were drinking three or four of these back because it don't easily kick in and then next thing you know, they had blackouts. Parents like, oh my goodness, our kids can't be having this. So now they're trying to ban it. We're really ridiculous and crazy. And, yeah, I really think it's ridiculous and crazy because, I mean, me and my friends, we drank it going out before. The drink is really good. I mean, you can't really tell there's beer in there. But I think it's really crazy that they're trying to ban it. And that, like you said, there are more work stuff out there, like the Vodka Red Bull is just the same thing, just the poor man's version. Or the medications, there's a lot of stuff out there that really could be fighting, but they want to all back behind this, which is stupid. And, I mean, look at this thing. And also, okay, another thing, I hope I didn't go for my three minutes. Um, I don't know how far back this podcast were, but y'all talked about, y'all talked about how people, how people treat waiters and waitresses and customer service people, how it's like, they may not have any control anywhere else, but then knowing they can like so far, I think it was about the whole internet. Somebody threw fries with a, a McDonald's worker, and he was making comments about that. I, I work. I'm a telemarketer, basically. I know my job title says interviewer, and we give out surveys. And <laughs> these folks are be like to say most of the, the worst things to me. I was like, because like, we we call them trying to actually take a survey. It's like they just take easily. No, I don't want to take a survey. Sorry. Or like they say, I'm not on a do not call it. So obviously you on the wrong do not call it because we can call you. So don't put me out and be mad at me because we called you. Just say no, don't thank you, or just don't answer the phone. I mean, obviously you don't know about in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. 
but they want to answer the phone. Uh, hopefully, I'm not going my three minutes. Um, I love your show. Uh, keep it going, and y'all have a good day. Peace. <laughs> Peace and thank you. Um, we, okay, you touched on so many things. Um, for Harry Potter books, yeah, y'all, y'all some book rapists. Okay. Yeah. I like the movies. You sit down and read the dictionary. Uh, apparently Harry Potter fans, which I'm not knocking. I just oh, don't, I'm not knocking either. I just don't want to be raped. Nah, by. I don't have the time for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would prefer to spend my time on other frivolous shit. Like comic books and video games. Yes. Um. Sweet tea, I mean, that's a Karen's thing. Yes, so it is. That's, that shop sounds like sweet tea heaven. Yes, sir. Um, I be chopping all kind of apples and peaches and pears. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for Loco, I do believe you that this newest craze with the legislation and the hype is clearly about the fact that white kids got a hold of it and it became a little too popular. And they were chugging it. And then, uh, more importantly, they started blaming shit. On a fucking drink. I'm sorry. Handle your liquor. Don't blame it on somebody else or some other drink or something like that. And I, that's one of the reasons I don't fuck with people that constantly get drunk uh, when they're drunk. I, I'll leave a party early because I don't like people who blame shit on things that they have control on. Yes, sir. You know, so I don't want to... Like, that would be like me going... Hey man, I'm sorry I came over your house and slapped your wife. I had a McRib that day. <laughs> like, like, come on, dog. That that shit doesn't make that doesn't even make fucking sense. Like, have some self control, dog. If you can't put no one to put it down, then I'll have to walk away or I end up putting you down. And that's two things I don't want to have to do. But fuck it, man. I can't have out of control stuff. So I think when white college kids got a hold of it or just upper class kids and you know start drinking it and whatever they started blaming shit on it because I've seen parties where people drink Red Bull vodka and shit like that and nobody's beating anybody up or dying of alcohol poisoning you do that on your own you know so yeah that, that's true and, and also um, my thing about it that shit tastes like Kool-Aid. That was, last night was my first time tasting it. For those of you who was getting this after the regular other podcast, it tastes like some nasty... Well, we had the grape flavor. Some, um, purple. Oh, purple. Purple flavor. It was Actually, you know what? Purple's not even in there. The, the dye was red and like yellow was combined to make... Or red and blue See, and to make purple. They couldn't even define purple. And it's not even produced in the damn hood. No, it's produced in like uh, Lacrosse, like, Wisconsin. Whole different locations depending on the flavor. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, man, so, alright, that's, that's one thing, and then the last thing, the telemarketers, I'm always polite to telemarketers, but you're right, that's another industry where mm-hmm. people get off on the fact that they can yell at somebody right. and nothing yeah. will happen to them. That's right. You know, I, and every once in a while, you know, I pick up the phone and the telemarketer calls and I say, hey, 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 calm down with the questions. How, how's your day going? Huh? <laughs> Are you Okay. You know what I'm saying? These white people stressing you out. I know they're recording this. Just press <laughs> press one if they're stressing you out and press two if they're not. You know? <laughs> Put your manager on the phone. I'm going to tell them you're doing a good job. That's, that's how I roll. I try to give back. Pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? And Roger always laughs at me because I've been better. Because a lot of times when I uh, when the telemarketers catch me, I'm too nice sometimes. Which is not a good thing. I'm too nice with the telemarketers. I mean, you just got to be firm. Like, look, I... Uh, you know, I empathize with your job, but I got to fucking get off this phone. I, yeah, well, I don't just, feel like I'm, taking this survey like right you, now. I just don't pick it up. Oh, yeah. and, and another thing, just so you know, Roger was playing this for me, and I was like, is that my cousin coming in? Because you sound just like one of my cousins. She's a resident nurse. I was like, why is she tell coming in here? This is not her. This is not a 704 number. <laughs> <laughs> but just know you sound like one of my family members. <laughs> Hey, Rod, Karen, yo, what's up? Ty Diana. I just called in. I hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to get y'all thoughts on how y'all Thanksgiving was. It was good. And, um, it was really y'all good. Y'all went out, what, Friday? So I want to know what y'all thought about Black Friday and how crazy it was out there. You know, sorry everybody got raped for some good deals and get the last bike and stuff. Ah. But, um, yeah, I had to work on Black Friday, and it was crazy. Um, it was just people coming in. Over and over and over, and I, uh, I was knocked out when I got back home. I was exhausted. I didn't wake up till 
Connected to the internet no more, nigga. Huh? I pay the bills in this bitch. Now what? Chat me. I, cause I, I'll be telling him to call me. He was like, "This is not a telephone." My bad. Chat me. Chat me. Anyway. Um, but yeah, man. So I, you know, I guess everybody's getting the shots in at my man from last week. But uh, yeah, I'm done with that, so I'm moving on. But you know. It is what it is. It was what it was. Yeah. And, Everything's and cool Black now. Friday, my ass didn't get up. I was sleeping. Yeah, I, yeah, I called. Do yeah, Black the only thing black about my Friday is sleeping till one a uh, one p.m. That's it. Ha <laughs> ha! You on that CP time? I'm not getting my ass up for nobody, man. Mm. Nobody. That's it. Ain't worth it. Yeah. So, um, all right, man. Let's uh, let's get into some feedback from the Facebook page. Cool. Alright, man. We had uh, a bunch of people who commented on the last, on the episode for the feedback, um, where we got into it with the dude, man. And uh, everybody was basically just saying, look, man, um, don't go by that dude. We love the show. Keep it like it is. We love just the interaction and the jokes. So, you know, uh, I'll, that's exactly what I'm going to do is keep it that way, man. Um, then also, we had a couple of, uh, talk, uh, couple of responses to our episode talking this air off which is just me and you mm-hmm. um let's see here LaShonda says I'm with you on the tip jar Karen I went to a local orchard and when you and when your credit card receipt prints they have a ner- the nerve to have place to have a place to put a tip I make sure to write the word zero so they don't go back and, and add no tip in there, in there before I sign yes and you know what for those of you out there that got old aunts and uncles my mama did not know this. Tell them to either write the word zero, like she said, or draw zero, or draw a line through. My mama just signs the bottom of the slip and hand it back in. And I tell her don't do that because they can go back in and add tips. So I'm glad you do that. Yeah, I, I normally put uh, now, nigga, right there in that blank slot. <laughs> that way they know for sure, like, he was, he was upset about that. And we would even ask. Uh, she says, oh, and by the way, Am I the only one who's sick and tired of people using he, she made a gay, lesbian, sexual overture towards me as a reason to kill someone? I'm talking about the story where the guy killed the kid and burned the body because he supposedly came on to him. Give me a break. If I were to have uh, had that response to everyone who came on to me that bothered me, I'd have a gazillion life sentences under my belt. 
Well, I did not know LaShonda was pulling them like that. Okay. A gazillion. That is a lot of sexual overtures. But, um, yeah, but I agree. Though. I agree. You can't just be like, well, he was gay, so I had to kill him. Like, no. come on, dog. You can always walk away. Yeah. That's like if, if a woman walks up to you and she's ugly and she grabs your junk, you wouldn't be like, I got to kill her. She was ugly. This is unacceptable. No, like, you gotta you gotta let that four loco kick in. She might look. I think it's an overreaction when the dude is gay too, and he got some gay in him, and he tried to try to fight it off. <laughs> suppress it. Uh, it's not a good excuse to kill someone. You don't want them coming on to you. Make sure that you stay as far away from them as possible. Yes, sir. Let's see. Bill says I'm enjoying this episode. No slight to your regular guest host, but when it's just Rod and Karen, the shows are nice. Bad Christmas parties are horrible. But when you have when you have a good one, it's something you talk about forever. I'm in a more liberal corporate environment, but one company I worked for had a ridiculous Christmas party, high end buffet, open bar, and debauchery. Mmm, debauchery. That's my favorite one of those three. I see former ah. I see former coworkers years later, and we still talk about it. Remember O three, and no no other words need to be said. Oh, and Vincent Van Gogh was drunk off his ass from the absinthe uh, because I wanted to know why he cut his um, but yeah, man, so it sounds like uh, the party is, was off the chain there, but I've never had one of those parties. I I think we had one Christmas party where my boss didn't come to work the next day um, and went home with this chick that he liked for a while, so that was pretty cool, but in general, nah, nah, not nothing. I've, I've never been to a party like that, but I've seen them preparing for a party like that, because in, in our building, we have like six floors, and so the people on like the fifth floor, they, they, they actually own the whole floor. Yeah. So around this time of year, we see the alcohol man with like, you know, the, the, um, the things with the wheels that you push, like those catering carts. Yeah. Man, they were rolling catering carts, they were rolling kegels, they were rolling yeah. food. I was like, oh my gosh, they're about to get crack up there. So yeah. I, I've experienced like vicariously. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty crunk the when we went, but I just you know like I said earlier, I don't when people get too fucked up, I normally leave because that's when they do some shit that pisses me off. And since I never get drunk, uh, I remember that shit and I I'll hold it against you. I, I have the standards that I have for myself, but I have them for everybody. So you do some dumb shit, I remember. I don't go. Well, he was drunk. Nah, bro. Mm-mm. You grab my dick. I had to kill your gay ass. That's what I do, okay? I'm sorry. I burned the body. <laughs> no. It made my feelings rise too much. Wow. Um, no. All right, man. So, uh, and also, you know, I know you guys like when me and Karen do the show by ourselves. Do the feedback shows not count as me and you doing shows by ourselves or something? <laughs> nope. Like, nobody even cares about that shit. They're just like, look, just do it by yourself. I don't give a fuck about what you think about what I just said. Yeah, I don't, it's like, there's nobody else. Is there another person in the room here? You got a mouse in your pocket over there? I know. It is just me and you, right? I know. I don't know. I don't know. When we play, it must be some undercover voice they hear in the podcast. I don't know. Maybe they think we have having sex while we doing it by ourselves. Ooh, we might be. You never know. Mm-mm. There'll be some terrible sex you can do a whole show. <laughs> editing and all that. No thank you, ma'am. Clove writes in oh, says... Oh, you turning it down? Clove writes in says, Oh my God, police sirens and music is bullshit. Yes, it is. I feel you, Karen. Me and Shirley go on alert for no reason when we hear that. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. And Clove also says, Having Chonilla babies definitely gets Shirley and I a lot of attention, but the real benefit is seeing the change in family members who we thought would be less accepting. You guys are right on the money with that commentary, and thanks for calling it out. Cool. Yeah, that was when I said, Most people need to have Little mixed babies walking around, little Obamas yes. and whatnot. Yes, and, and we've made y'all podcast an official theme. Every time we see a mixed baby, we're going to call it a chonilla baby. That's what Karen said. I say don't say that, okay? <laughs> Some people don't know if they listen to your podcast or not. I mean, I hope they do, but if they don't, now I got to explain how chonilla is not racist or some shit. No. <laughs> Karen going to get our ass whooped. <laughs> My bad, then. No. Well, people, well, then I share it right with you. You know, people in interracial relationships already be a little paranoid, okay? They already on edge all the time. I see how they be looking at me, thinking I'm going to judge them, judging me for not judging them. <laughs> Come on, man. We in the judgment paradox here. We need to... Somebody got to let it go, okay? Okay. I just walk up to them and I'll say, hey, hey, white woman, black man, whatever the combination is, I say, listen, I know y'all eating your meal and I hate to interrupt you, but... I want you to know I'm okay with this. Then I walk away. Ah! That way they know to calm down. 
<laughs> and make a pinch drinking their sweet tea. Yeah, uh, enjoy your meal. I'm not paying for it, but, you know, I'm okay with this. I'm not mad. Uh, anyway, however, uh, Shirley says, however, sometimes the thing with having Chonilla babies is, as Clove mentions, yes, they get a lot of attention when we go out. I get stopped all the time. People go get all up in their faces like they are puppies. And are I, you serious? And I think people think when kids are cute like that, it gives them permission to get into their space bubble somehow. Give them space. Don't get all up in their faces. Just say, just say how cute they are and... Uh, at about one foot away, make makes me feel like Kevin Costner from The Bodyguard. Ah. Plus, at times there are days I am tired and I don't feel like talking to anybody. It's not like I can tell the kids, "Okay, mommy is really tired and flustered today, so when we go out, please turn down the cuteness level to a two. <laughs> and that's true. And I have a, I have a aunt. She's black, and uh, my uncle, he's Puerto Rican. And when they, their children, when their children, as time went on, their children got a little dark. When their children first were born, their children looked white. And she would say she would be out with them, going to the doctor, things like that. And people would come up to her and say, and ask her, you know, whose kids are you watching? Are yeah. you the nanny? And, you know, she would be like, oh, my gosh. So I kind of understand how, how she feels. And they, you know, they want to act like they're an alien or something. No, they are regular children. Mm, I walk up to them and I... Blown their stomach and stuff. Like, Come here, you little chunilla baby. Look at you looking all light skinned and stuff. Yes, that old pretty hair. Who's gonna grow up and be somebody? You, you are, are. You, you are, are, buddy. Cutie, cutie. <laughs> uh, she says, I agree. Before you pass judgment on anyone, no matter what they look like or live their lives, ask questions and it opens your mind dramatically. I mean, when we started the religious experiment, it thought it uh, it thought me so much. It, oh, it taught me so much in little, so little time. Which Clove, uh, we got to continue. Which Clove, oh, I guess her and Clove, got to continue on to that, uh, to go on Islam. So, uh, continue to that to more to go on Islam. So, I guess she's saying, like, they're going to do some more of that religious experiment. Which, on the Chonilla, com podcast, they're doing, like, a religious experiment where they actually spend time with, like, uh, different religions. I know the last one I, they were doing was Islam. Um, I'm not sure which other ones they're gonna do or okay. which ones they've done already. But um, they basically come back and talk about it on the podcast, like what they what they learned about the religion because they talk to people about it and go through okay. the experience, which is good, man. Um, it's good because we pass a lot of judgment on shit we don't know. That's true. And you go in there and you experience it, and then you come out and you go, well, maybe they aren't all gonna be terrorists, you know? And they're not. Or whatever, you know, whatever your misconception about that religion is. So, um, you know, basically, I, I just want to say I appreciate that. Also, I appreciate the interaction with the fans on the page. Uh, I had a lot of topics and stuff from the blog that I posted up there. And people chimed in. And, you know, it's always great to hear people chime in and tell you, like, hey, that's funny. Or that, you know, that was a, a I have a related thought to what you were bringing up. Um so, you know, just thank you guys. That's I really appreciate it. Um, let's get on the SOHH message board, also projectcovo.com. Um, we got some responses to the number 92, Why Lie You Don't Have to Listen, which is a feedback podcast. Cool. Swagger Vance says, great show as always, and God damn it, how you went on, in on that dude, Julian. But it was warranted. How can you offer criticism on something you never even listened to? Keep it up. Don't change a thing. And I said, thanks. Uh, Deidre says, great show, Rod. I got two friends from my college hooked on your show now. Shoulder leans. And thank you, Sexy Deidre. That's also Miss Music Lover. Yes. Uh, and I think she got more comments on the show than we did when she came on. We got to yeah. get you on. You must be jacking I, off to her I voice. I know. You, you get the niggas hype. I know. I, how do you jack off to a voice, man? I don't know. She got the sexy going on with a southern twang. Mm, I guess so, man. Um... Alright, let's see. Uh, on 93, talking this air off the show we did by ourselves, Imperial B says, Your wife was cussing her ass off this episode. Mm-hmm. I know. Shame on a cussing ass woman. <laughs> Filthy mouth. I can't believe it. She's a witch. Burn her. It's hard for women to be funny. That's that's part of the reason why. You can't do shit. Um, <laughs> Corner Boy said he was about to go download and listen. And he said, yeah, man, both episodes are good. You and Karen just got that comedy chemistry, plus her random thoughts be on point like 50 Tyson all day, every day. 
<laughs> Walk Less says, on the Kobe Bryant situation, we were talking about Kobe Bryant in that video game, Call mm -hmm. of Duty commercial. Yes, sir. People fail to realize that video games are recreation and nowhere near lifelike. I don't know anyone that died and respawned. People think too uh, hard for no damn reason. First of all, Jesus died and respawned three days later. Mm-hmm. People think too hard for no damn reason. Kobe got in that commercial because of the success of the game. The kids that are playing the game were playing before Kobe was showed. I agree with the hypocrisy of the NBA and David Stern. As long as the money keeps counting, everything is all good. Yes, sir. I'm all for discounts. We need a discount for I didn't tell you to give me to give the fuck out of my face discount. And, yeah, I know what he's talking about. Like, when you go to, like, uh, a store and the people are all like, Hey, can I help you? Can I do this? Can I do this? And they're just in your fucking face and you, like, it takes everything you can not to cuss them out and just go, Hey, I got this. I'll look for it myself. Yes, if I need I should help, get a discount for that. Yes, if I need help, I'll get you. Yeah, I should get a discount for that. Like, I didn't cuss your ass out and ruin your day. So, give, yeah. me, give me some money off. Yeah, like, we went to get video games yesterday and... At first they were fine, but then it's like all of a sudden he was like, "Oh, wait a minute, we got customers in here. Y'all ain't no, 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 we are good." <laughs> and he said, "I went deep sea diving in a, in a volcano this past weekend. No, no biggie though." Wow. Because we talked about people that had lied on the weekends when they. Ah uh, uh. <laughs> He says, "Man, the guests are cool, but when it's just you and Karen, she speaks a lot more." As Corner Boy alluded to, you two have great comedy chemistry, and we like to hear what Karen has to say. Appreciate y'all giving us a throwback episode, yo, and Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, Bullet Ball Extreme. And I agree. I agree. I tell Karen all the time: step in there, be aggressive, say what you got to say. Okay, I can't just have nobody on the show. Because we need Karen to talk. No. Karen got to cut Will and Justin off and say, listen, nigga. Like I do. They, they be alright. They, they men. They get their feelings hurt. They be alright. Tell their ass shut the fuck up so you can talk. So we working on it, though. But yeah, I, yeah, she does have a lot of insightful, funny shit to say. And everybody likes it. Everybody always says supportive things. So I'm trying my best to get her to always be outspoken like that. But, you know, it's hard with these polite southern women. That's why I say married white women. You don't have these problems. Um, Alright, man. And then we had a Gmail. A couple emails from the Blackout Tips at Gmail. Uh, dot com. You can always hit us up there. Um, and let's start here with at the top. My man Trey writes in and says, Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Trey again, chosen artist on Twitter. Uh, just wanted to give y'all some feedback from episode 93. I agree with Karen's random thought about the tips that they don't deserve. Uh, when they don't deserve one. I just noticed it at Dunkin' Donuts a couple years ago, but I didn't pay it too much attention. And Karen don't like Dunkin' Donuts either, right? Dude? Oh, yeah. Cake donuts, yeah. Yeah. Although I never worked in the industry like waiting tables, I do agree. If all you're doing is making coffee or putting donuts in a damn box, you don't deserve a tip for that. Nope. I've seen instances where the cashier is the one that gets the tips, even though a lot of times they're not the ones even preparing your order. Nope. Another thing I hate is potlucks at work. I'm very, I'm very particular about eating other people's food, and not everyone can cook. No, they can't. I just found out who cooked what and eat the food based on if I ever seen that person do something gross at work. Yes, sir. I know it's not 100% foolproof, but damn it, that's all I got to go on. <laughs> Once again, keep up the great work. I'm looking forward to hearing the new episodes. I feel you, man. Crap, like you go to the bathroom, and you know how you're sitting there, and sometimes you're going in to pee, but you can see around the cracks, and you see people walk out without washing their damn hands. No, thank you. I would not eat a damn thing you bring to the bathroom. I mean, yeah. to, the, to the potluck. That, I don't eat anybody's potluck food, pretty much. I, I walk away from that shit. I'm like, cool, I'm going out to get lunch. See you guys in a little bit. I'm not eating your nasty food. Uh, Ruben says... Someone please call the Drop Squad on Flavor Flav. Yes, sir. Because it is Flavor Flav liquor and and chicken that he's coming out with. That shit need to be banned. And uh, Ruben also says, hey, Rod, I just heard you call Blake Griffin the Terminator. Me and my wife call him Michael Myers. He has no, he shows no emotions after a big play. Yeah. Uh, when uh, they find uh, when they find the bodies under Blake Griffin's porch, don't 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 be surprised. Okay, you heard it here first. The nigga is crazy. Nobody is that good at anything and that emotionless. I'm sorry. <laughs> My man Javon writes in and says, uh, 
As you, uh, the name of this email is Confessions of an Ex Black Black FedEx Guy. So he used to be a FedEx I guy. What's that? The title of a title pair sequence? <laughs> Confessions. Confessions of a tired ex black FedEx guy. Yes, we do put out a pencil and paper, write screenplay. Thank <laughs> you. As you can see from our subject, I used to be a black FedEx guy. <clears throat> So I guess he's not black anymore. I know. But I was less than 30 than the... Uh, I was less 30... Thirsty. Oh, I'm sorry. I was less thirsty than the standard delivery guy. For white people, that means he was not trying to get all the pussy he could. Thirsty is what we use to describe dudes that just are trying to fuck everything. Oh, okay. I learned a new term. I thought okay. thirsty and for Karen. White I thought people and Karen. was water. I was like, hey, he wanted more water than the standard guy. I don't no, understand. He was less thirsty. More Gatorade? <laughs> he, he, he was less thirsty, so he wanted to have less sex with just random women. Okay, he won't lose his job in other words, yeah. I worked as a courier at FedEx for three years. I was about 22 years old when I first started delivering packages. And the first thing I noticed was that receptionists everywhere love delivery guys. Wow. Love is in all caps. Yeah, they like them tight shorts. I don't know if it's the shorts. Or if it's like you said, it's a black man with a uniform and a job. Yeah. But I got hip. I got hit on from the jump. I'm not even exaggerating. It's like thing. it's like fishing with dynamite, <laughs> or apparently like being a straight black man in Atlanta. Oh yeah. Either way, I had old women, young women, white women, Asian women, all types flirting shamelessly with me. So much so that, needless to say, over the time, whether or not a woman has actually was actually flirting with me became hard to distinguish. Ah! Uh, comments on whether I had a big or small package was a norm for the job. Uh, Damn. You talking about package like delivery package? No, or you're talking about his penis. penis. Euphemism. Wow. Yes, yes. Uh, the worst would be getting told that all big packages had to be delivered in the back dock. This, oh my goodness. What the yeah, hell? This, what, what, um, what, freak what, route. I know. Was, was this the beginning of the porn scene? I don't understand. You coming with the yeah, package? That's what it proves to me is that women watch porn too. Yes, they do. They know all the, all the screenplays. Yeah, I thought the script was for men. No, it's for women. They yes, believe in it. Yes, come on in the back door, you FedEx man. This job helped me understand why porns have the, all the cheesy mu- music in the background. <laughs> the music is for the delivery guys who aren't who haven't figured out yet that she's not talking about a cardboard box. The music is your cue. All of the black guys I work with had at least three or four receptionists on their routes, and that they swore wanted to get the business and not the shipping and transport business. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say I never flirted on the job, but I was quite—I wasn't quite as thirsty as my coworkers because I was worried about my job. I know it's so. Some of the older guys, the lifers, had worked there for double-digit years and had been moved to a different delivery route. Uh, areas of town because they received complaints about crossing the line and had gotten written up for it. Damn. Yeah, it's hard to tell, man. You just whip. Can I see your package? You rip your dick out and like, whoa, not that one. Yes, put that one back. Jesus, I'm just flirting. I'm not ready to suck it. Uh, one of the guys I work with got three different complaints from three different areas in the three years that I was there. It's cool though because he quit and became a youth minister. No jokes for real. Mm-hmm. And they didn't fire his ass. No, well they fired him now. I mean, he, that man is Eddie Long, Karen. It's obvious. <laughs> Put the pieces together. My bad, my I'm sorry. Most of the really thirsty black FedEx guys were actually over thirty five and had wives and children, which I guess is sad but kinda of funny in an ironic way. And I agree, I, I worked with some old ass thirsty niggas too. I was like, Really? And them niggas was like, You gonna be like us too, so don't even you know, don't even try to tell me uh, that you know what you're talking about. I was like, no, nah, man, I'm in love. I love my girl. I don't cheat. You gonna cheat, nigga? Shut up. I was like, oh, well, calm down. I know it's a debate. <laughs> I thought I could tell you what I was gonna do. I didn't realize you could only tell me what the fuck I was gonna do. It's like they was arguing with their young self. <laughs> How you gonna be happy and married, nigga? Wait till y'all have kids. You gonna hate that bitch. <laughs> Wake up every day wishing my dick was in somebody else. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, because her brown panties don't match. It's a turn off. Yeah, there's nothing. You, uh, you uh, really, really want to wonder if you should get married or not. Talk to some old motherfuckers that's been married for a while. And you'll be like, wow, this is how it goes? Then no thanks. I don't want any of this. No, thank you. Anyway, good podcast. Keep up the good work. This is from my man Adjective underscore J on Twitter. You can follow him. Funny ass dude. Uh, also. 
I like Karen's random thoughts. I hope she does more. Me too. Me too, Jay. I can't say it enough. I don't know why we. I work hard on these random thoughts, and I could use a break. All right. So anytime Karen wants to contribute, trust me. I'm encouraging that shit. Alright, so we got some <laughs> iTunes reviews. Cool! We got two new ones. Alright. My man Pope Snoggenheim wrote in, simply put, if you don't like this podcast, then you are an, are you are un-American. <laughs> and you're letting the terrorists win. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. terrorist. Yes, the terrorists hate this podcast. Rod and Karen are a great host. I don't think that more than 60 seconds have gone by on a podcast without me laughing at some funny and or insightful thing said by Rod, Karen, or a guest. Hey, don't be laughing at the insightful shit, okay? Uh, uh, that's, that, that's me trying to be deep. Oh, we trying to keep this in Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> this is one of my favorite podcasts. Keep up the good work. And thank you. Thank you very much. Another five-star review. We got another five-star review. From a man, the Dark Hater, cool. whose podcast I love. Yes, and I love his voice. Yeah, hey, all the women shout, love. Shout his out voice. for me in the shell. Hey, yeah, they always be flicking the bean to that. <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts by far. The chemistry between husband and wife, team Rod and Karen, is impeccable, and their guests are always interesting. Subscribe to this and enjoy it at home, school, or work. I love this podcast. Triple exclamations, Dark Hater. Thank you. Hey. And I really do appreciate it, man. Yes. Why? Why? Because he ruins everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His sign off is the funny. I laugh every time the motherfucker signs off. It's like, fuck you all or some shit. It's something mean. I'm like, damn. Well, good night to you too, nigga. Oh, we spent an hour laughing. Now nah, <laughs> you hate everything. Yeah, I hate you too. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Ah! <laughs> I thought we had an interesting time. Yes, I had a blast. Alright, man, so let's do some articles because we didn't do any on our Four Loco podcast. Okay. And, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you say, man, I wish they'd do some articles once, then it's kind of like me and Karen doing our own show on the low. Nobody knows. It's a secret. It's between us and the real listeners. Yeah. You know Y'all got are. a bonus package this time. Don't tell nobody. Nope. Alright, man cited for using stun gun, pepper spray on opposing bowlers. Yeah, they get crack at the bowling alley. What's going on here? The taser. Somebody got too many strikes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's your last strike of the night, Jim. <laughs> a league bowler went over the line when he used pepper spray on two opponents after zapping one of them with a stun gun. The man accused of misdemeanor assault told police he was defending himself. According to a police report, two teams were trash talking during the league match at Sun Valley Lanes on Thursday night. That's what they do at bowling. Like, they talk shit to each other? Yeah, especially the bowlers like John, they got 500 points. Mm. You know, we don't even compare to them. I'm pretty sure they talk shit in them leagues. I'm happy to break 100. I'm, I bowl like Ooh. Obama. I'm behind. I'm glad if I break 50. I'm doing good. Yeah, I need them bumpers on my bowling. <laughs> I do too. They want to be put up with the kids, yes sir. But everything was friendly, one of the bowlers told police. Three of the team members walked outside they, and they told police were followed by opponent Matthew LaFon, 20 years old. According to reports, LaFon and one of the team members, a 30-year-old man, were arguing face-to-face when LaFon pulled out an 80-volt stun gun and applied it to the man's abdomen. Oh, 80,000-volt stun gun and applied it to the man's abdomen. Mm-hmm. Damn, he was meant to take him out. You know who I blame for this? The 30-year-old man. Come on, dog. With a little kid. That's when a right. twenty-year-old dude is mad over bowling, you walk away because you, you're thirty. All right, like there's been plenty of times in the basketball court where I just said, "Calm down, little nigga," and walked off. Like I'm not yeah. gonna be arguing with your little young ass. The shit don't mean that much to me. I gotta go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the man hit Lafon in the face and pushed him away. Uh. So I guess dude took the, the tasing. Punched dude in the face and pushed him away, even after getting tased. Damn, was he Superman? One of the other bowlers, 28, went to break up the confrontation that was pepper sprayed when LaFon pulled a canister from his pocket and aimed at the man who pushed him. LaFon drove home and was contacted by police at his apartment, uh, 2820 Jameson North. According to police reports, he said he was placed in fear of my safety. Outside the bowling alley uh, at Victory Lane. Police person must have been white. How did this nigga drive all the way home and the police contact you? Why didn't they come to your house and arrest your ass? Am I the only one don't come here in that? Yeah, yeah, he definitely was white. Okay. They just gave him a call. 
Yeah, we'll you... get to the bottom of this. What kind of Andy and Opie shit is that? I know. Uh, all right. Police said that he was uh said said he was the police said he was the instigator and cited him with misdemeanor assault. So apparently he got charged anyway. Um, oh, you know a nigga is trouble when he walks around with a stun gun and pepper spray and, on him. And, and he ain't got no vagina yet, cause you know you yeah. got a vagina. It's it's to keep the penis away from you. You don't want. Yeah. But if you already got a penis and you carry this, you got issues, nigga. Yeah. Did he have a rape whistle on too? He even probably did. Just didn't blow it. Anyway, man, that's why I never try to bowl a perfect game. Hi, you ain't got to worry about me because I suck. So remember we talked about that pastor who was against Facebook and then they found out he had a three-way sex affair with his uh, wife's assistant and, her, and her, her, her wife, his wife, yes. his wife. So uh, he says, let's see, they taught Facebook pastor in a three-way sex affair taking some time off from church. So I guess he must have sent a Facebook update to let everybody know he was going to take some time off. Ah! A pastor who barred church officials from using Facebook say it can lead to said it saying it can lead to adultery is temporarily stepping down from the pulpit following his admission that he engaged in a three-way sexual relationship a decade ago. The Reverend Cedric Miller made worldwide headlines last week when he urged congregants at his Living Word Christian Fellowship Church. Man, why do black churches got to have the longest fucking name? Is it just me? Baptized under the Rock Rays again ministry. <laughs> Seriously, Evanizer, Elijah, Hope, AME, Zion, Deliverance. The, yeah, they're like, damn, dog. <laughs> Nigga, I would like to be able to make it to the church before I say the name. Yeah, sometimes our initials is so long. Yeah, that's why it takes so long to get out to black church, because they got to be like, thank you for coming to Little Rock Mount Zion on the Hill Baptist AME. <laughs> like, damn, niggas, the game is on. <laughs> Out of here! What the, these little Martin Luther King fans ain't cutting it. No, comes from AC. <laughs> All these <laughs> you driving a Bentley and it's hot as shit in this church. It makes no sense. They <laughs> made um, <laughs> Martin Luther King. It's the funeral hall services. They donated them. Yeah. Uh, to jo- I'm mad. Where, where are all the Malcolm X fans? Bro? I don't know. I guess Malcolm X went out to win. That's Martin Luther King. Do the Muslim churches have Malcolm X fans? They must be the one that raked them up. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Church in the- Neptune, New Jersey. To drop their Facebook accounts because he believes social networking sites facilitate affairs. Days later, Miller offered to step down after the Asbury Park Press reported it on a 10-year-old affair of his involving a three-way sexual relationship with his wife and a male church assistant. On Wednesday, Miller told... Oh, yeah, that was the other thing about this threesome. It was man-man-woman threesome. That is no fantasy. Now, look, if I find out parents cheating, I'm going to be disappointed and I'm going to leave. Especially if it's with another dude. If it's with a woman, I'm still going to want to leave, but if I'm having some type of sexual fantasy of, well, we can work this out, that's the only way that it might work uh, if it's another uh, woman. Uh, it's never going to work if it's another dude. I'm uh, not like, well, why are you thinking of it? This is, My other fantasy was to have more dicks involved in my love life. <laughs> that's what <laughs> was missing. You a one dick dreamer? Of course. Every man has that one dick limit, uh, according to Chappelle, and I agree. One dick per fantasy. Um, let's see. Uh, days later, Miller offered to step down. Okay. On Wednesday, Miller told Associated Press that he would be taking some time off following a church vote Tuesday night on his status as a senior pastor. He said he would resume his pastor pastorate eventually. So they basically fired this nigga. Got him out. Uh, I don't know what eventually means. They basically said, get the fuck out of here. He's like, I will resume it eventually somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him anything. Beat it, bum. When people have forgot about this. He needs to open up a church for swingers. Swingers need worship God, too. Get you, some, ah. get you that swinging money, dog. Have, a, have the church start on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Embrace it. Don't run from it. This is you giving this mission for a reason. He says church members gave him a vote of confidence subject to some restrictions he wouldn't list. So yeah, vote of confidence, I know how that works in the NFL and in every other coaching medium. When you get a vote of confidence, that means they want to fire your ass. The church had no immediate comment. Last week, Miller had ordered about 50 married church officials to delete their Facebook accounts or resign from their leadership positions. He also suggested that married members of the congregation do likewise. He said he was deleting his own account. Miller said he made the request because 20 couples arranged among the 110,000... Wait. 
1,100 members of his flock have run into marital trouble over the last six months after that's a spouse. That's a small percentage. 20 yeah. out of 1,000? Yeah, well, you know, that's 20 couples out of all those members. So okay. who knows how many couples there are. Okay. Uh, after a spouse connected with the ex-flame over Facebook. I mean, one, I've never been a fan of going to see your pastor as your relationship counselor. Like, Look, man, y'all need to be able to handle some shit. Because a lot of times when y'all do this, what you're really hoping is that he sides with one of y'all. And then the other person will listen because he's the pastor. You know what I'm saying? A lot of women do this to their men. You know, and I'm, I'm sure men do it too or whatever. But look, man, you, you, you got to handle shit in your house sometimes. Handle shit in your house first. Don't just run to a third party because chances are you're not going to like what they have to say. And it's not going to make one of you happy. Yeah. It's not like, well, because the pastor said it, well, now I'm willing to deal with this yeah, shit. Yeah, because a lot of times, because you know each other, they don't know what goes on to you in your household. Y'all know each other. Y'all come to some kind of compromise. It will make both parties happy. Yeah, I just, I don't get this shit, man. Like, I, I know some, you know, some people, they... Go to the same church and they do all that stuff, so maybe that's why they think it's a good idea. But it's never a good idea to involve a third person in a, into the, uh, an argument because okay. that's typically what they're using pastors for. It's not like counseling, like what you get okay. from an actual professional, where it's like we they, come to this counselor whether we have issues or not, whether yeah, we have whatever. And, and, and we're neutral, and yeah. we've been to school, and we've been trained. You know, right. I'm not knocking them. Like, this is you going to a dude who's just going to quote scripture and then jump on one side or the other, or, you know, tell you both wrong or whatever. But they're not trained to give you resolution in that area necessarily. They're trained to give you it from a religious standpoint, but not a scientific standpoint, or where they're actually investigating the mind and things like that. They're just going to give you the religious perspective. And a lot of people are just using pastors for a relationship counselor. So they're not actually going to both and saying, well, let's get the relationship, the oh. religious perspective, and let's get the scientific perspective. Okay. They're just, just like, Pastor said not to do such and such. Okay. And you can't. Pastor's balanced that out. That has to be balanced. Yeah, you can't use them as a tool. No. Like, you know, I, let me go no. get the whipping stick from the pastor and tell your ass to act right. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, most of y'all should just leave in the first place. Um. And, like people really value just being married over being happy. Get the fuck out. If you gotta go to your pastor to get this nigga won't act right, get the fuck out. Seriously. Seriously. What is the pastor? His daddy? You gonna make him act right? The nigga don't wanna be there. Get the fuck out. Um at Sunday service, Miller with his wife by his side asked church leaders to support him in light of his own affair. From any for any pain that my past mistakes have caused you, I ask again for your forgiveness. Well, look, man, I say it's nobody's business if you want to DP on your wife, okay? If you want to, you and some dude, you and some dude want to double up, it's none of that nobody's business. But you put it out there, dog. We made everybody get off their Facebook. Sound like these niggas got mad. They was like, I ain't deleting my Facebook account. Yeah, somebody said, you doing something you ain't got no business doing, too. <laughs> I'm going to the news with yeah, this shit. Yeah, somebody got a, what, what, you, what you call that, an agent? What you call those undercover spies? <laughs> <laughs> Private investigator? Yes, sir. Hartsville TSA worker allegedly abducts and assaults women. Oh. A TSA employee based in Atlanta's Hartsville-Jackson International Airport tried to kill himself after allegedly abducting a woman, sexually assaulting her, and then giving her a suicide note to deliver. So this nigga gonna rape you and then be like, also, can you deliver this message to everybody to let them know I'm about to kill myself? Thank you. Wow. Thanks for the, thanks for the rape. Anyway, later. Uh, Martyr police are among the law enforcement agencies investigating the claim that Randall Scott King, 49, kidnapped a woman from Lakewood Station Wednesday night. King accompanied her there from the airport where she left with him voluntarily. Uh, spokeswoman Katina Carvel-Jales uh, told the AJC. Uh, but King allegedly restrained the woman in the Marta parking lot and took her to his house in Hogansville, about 50 miles south of Atlanta, where he sexual where the sexual assault occurred. Police there say. So he drove an hour out to after getting off work, getting on the train with this lady, took it to the parking lot, restrained her, took put her in the car, and drove to his home 50 miles away, and then raped her. Wow. The victim stated that she was released by Mr. King, who provided her with a suicide note and instructions on where to deliver it. Uh, a relative brought the woman, who was still bound in leopard print novelty handcuffs. Oh. Wow, so I guess he couldn't get the handcuffs off of her. Mm-hmm. To the Union Police Department. Uh, 
So he took her to the police with the handcuffs still on and the suicide note. Oh. Union City uh, authorities notified the Hogansville Police Department who dispatched officers to King's home who found there were several wounds about his body. King was airlifted to Columbus Regional Medical Center where he remains in critical condition. Criminal warrants have been uh, obtained by the Hogansville Police. King, a behavior detection officer, <laughs> I guess it takes one to know one, uh, has been in the Transportation Security Administration for nearly five years. Uh, we are cooperating fully with law enforcement during this ongoing investigation. Well, first thing I want to say is we talk about airport security, right? Mm-hmm. And in America, it's been a big deal because they had this new machine that lets them see you naked and, mm-hmm. you know, they don't see your face, but, you know, people are getting all it, you know, up in arms about it. And it just makes me wonder, like, how much do you really care? about your security because what I see is that we're not paying TSA people enough money and nope. we don't have qualified enough candidates doing the job. Nope. Like when you see shit like this happen, I go, this dude's in charge of me getting on a plane and there's not a bomb around. The nigga that rape people and shit, like that's the dude that's gonna be holding the scanner? No. You know what I'm saying? And it wouldn't be so bad if we actually did like Iran and places like that and actually pay people yeah, to be investigators. Yeah, where they military, FBI, like those type of people are over this type yeah, of Yeah, where they sit you in a room and you and they've been trained to fucking ask you certain questions and to check on you, like to find out if you know where the fuck you're going. That's the only real type of security you're gonna get. You're not gonna oh, you, get it. Yeah, but you never get it. And, and, the, yeah. and the thing we and Americans are like this. They want it both ways. Like they want the security, but they don't want nobody up their ass really going. Where you going? What you doing here? Right. Like they don't want that part of it. But they want to be safe. It don't work like that. Either you're gonna have lousy security. Or either you're gonna have the best in the world, but when you get the best in the world, you're gonna everybody's gonna get harassed. It's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's weird because in America, this is the closest we have to great security: scanning your entire body and shit, make sure there's no bomb on you. That's it. Because that's our version of the hard work that uh, Iran does. We we're we're lazy. We say, look, what if we just take a picture of a naked person and say, do they got a bomb on them? No. Okay, move on. That's how we would rather do it. Because honestly, we're not really sitting up there trying to figure out if we should have people talk to you. And we're not trying to pay these TSA people any more money. So let's just pay a machine and watch a dude watch the machine. Like, that's how we roll. So, But yeah, that's a crazy ass story. Teen shoots crossbow at car in Charlton. Oh. Charlton, Massachusetts. Not your ordinary drive-by shooting. A teenager armed with a crossbow... He must be playing Call of Duty. Fired at a car full ah, of people on Friday. Is that an option of a weapon? Yep. The arrow attack happened in Charlton on Friday afternoon. The team was found a short time later and arrested. I consider them very lucky. This absolutely, if it would have struck any of them anywhere on their body, definitely would have either injured them very severely, if not killed them, said uh, Keith Cloutier of the Charlton Police Department. Paul Edwards, 18, was arrested and is now being charged with firing an arrow from a crossbow into a car with four teenagers inside. His father was shocked by the allegations. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. How are you going to be shocked? Does your kid own a crossbow? Does, does, does your child go out and shoot wild animals? Yeah. Yes, he probably does with a bow and arrow. Think, think what if you had the kid, if you had hit the kid, he'd kill him. He'd be up for murder right now, said yes, Edwards' would. father. The arrow went through the car window, but no one was seriously hurt. Broken glass cut the 16-year-old in the front seat. His twin brother was driving the car. They were scared. They were still very shaken, said Jennifer Booth, the victim's mother. It doesn't appear that Edwards was randomly shooting at cars. That Did they do something to him? This obviously was not an accident. Apparently, he was buying pot. Kids took his money and took off. And the twins, so these these little motherfuckers ain't innocent. They got shot at. They basically oh. had, hey, we're going to sell you some pot. He gave them the money, then they ran off. Because they probably didn't have no pot. Right. Yeah. And then the nigga went and got his crossbow and was like, word, I takes my weed serious. Yes. The twin brother said they picked up two friends and those friends ripped off Edwards. They drove away, but it was a dead-end road. They said when they returned, Edwards was waiting with the crossbow and two in the back, the two in the back seat took off. Damn, oh. so they got caught slipping. Yes. Yeah, so why I don't give niggas okay. rides. I say that again. So the twins, basically the twins didn't have nothing to do with it. They right. picked these 
these uh dudes up, but them dudes had ripped him off. Right. That's why yeah. I don't give people rides. Hell no. Mm-mm. No, sir. I, I don't ride. Even my son, my phantom is, nigga, no, take your own vehicle. I'm not going to jail for something I don't yeah. know nothing about. Now I'm an accessory after the fact. Yes. I know my car is clear of drugs, alcohol, and guns. Nigga, I don't know what you got on you. I ain't TSA. No, you ain't getting in my car. <laughs> as far as the two other boys are doing there, I don't know. Uh, the next thing I'm talking to police about my son, drugs and weapons. Said it was. Fine. I know one thing. This couldn't have been me, cause I mess around, survive. I'd been going to jail for whooping their ass, nigga. I got shot at with a crossbow, cause you want to do a bad drug deal. Yeah. All right, I got a quick one. Um, man, 19 sues Lynn, teacher for alleged five-year sexual affair. Oh. Do the math. He's 19 and suing the teacher for a sexual relationship that began. When he was in the seventh grade and ended when she broke it off last year. I'm not saying he was 14. Yeah. So he's suing her because she broke his heart. Okay. You don't ain't, just ain't, get ain't, ain't, pussy ain't like this, that when you're 14. Ain't this pedophilia? Uh, no. It's a woman teacher. So It's still pedophilia if he was under the age? Mm, no. See, in America, if you're a woman teacher, especially if you're hot, then it's okay. You just get a slap on the wrist and go back to work. Okay. Now, if you would have been like the black janitor or something... Under the prison. They put that nigga under the cell. See, see, this is reverse discrimination, see? So, according to court documents, Justice Gonzalez claims he was sexually assaulted by his teacher. It is kind of some bullshit that he now, since she broke up with him, he's going to pull out the charges. That is kind of fucked up. Yes, you should have hit this up when it initially happened. I mean, he was like, I've never got no pussy like A neighborhood nigga like me don't supposed to get no pussy like this. <laughs> that old woman put that thing on him. He was mm-hmm. like, the girl's my age. Where you learn to treat a 14-year-old boy like this? I know, right? Weezy taught me. Ah, she been putting tricks on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't know how to behave with that. Where you learn to give a nigga an A and let him drive your car? Weezy taught me. Um, alleges that when he turned 14 in 2005, Rolovic took him out for a sushi dinner. Then to an adult sex shop and later engaged in inappropriate sexual contact with him in the car car. How did she get him in the sex shop? That was my next question. These niggas don't check for IDs in sex shops? That's the oldest 14 year old in the world. I, I know. I couldn't get into the sex shop till I was 18. I can't get in the sex shop. Now they're like, um, look here, can I see your ID? Damn it, I'm 31. Yeah, it must have been out in the country. Court documents state that Rolovic continued to make sexual advances toward Gonzalez, including touching, kissing, and excessive phone calls made to a cell phone she brought for, brought for him. Throughout his remaining years at college. Wow. Uh, I, I learned a new term. So, so he was her jump off? Mm-hmm. Okay. She was jumping all over his ass. <laughs> In the summer of 2006, Rolovic allegedly helped Gonzalez get a job at the beach club where she was also a manager and the pair carried on their affair on the job. That fall, Gonzalez became a freshman at Lynn English, and he alleges in court papers that Rolovic followed him there, taking a job as a Spanish teacher. Damn. Gonzalez alleges inappropriate sexual behavior, including kissing, fondling, and oral sex took place on and off school grounds during the next school year. See, all this name never really fucked. Weird. Uh, Rolovic transferred to Lynn Classical High School. That was a great wasted relationship, then. Yeah, the relationship with Gonzalez continued, and by the summer of 2007, when he was 16, Gonzalez moved in and began sleeping with his former teacher. Where's his parents? Uh, I don't know, man. When Gonzalez was a sophomore, Rolovic allegedly bought him a car, which, according to how much they pay teachers. According to the suit, he was he often used to drive her to and from work, where they were seen by numerous persons. Wow, everybody was cool with this. Gonzalez claimed the affair caused him distress and pressure. See, he's just a bitter bitch. Word. He's just bitter because she broke up with him. Word. You mess with an old lady. You, you're having all sex you want with her. She's buying you shit. She's taking care of you. Yeah. But you get mad. Word. I'm just, Most dudes would love that relationship. I mean, honestly, it's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it is on her part. Because it's a dude and we're like, well, he must he must have been in heaven. But like, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, male or female, it's it's the screw. Yeah, because if, if I actually ch- change the sex, uh, the genders on both these people, uh, it'd have been we'd outrage. be like, yeah, you know what, man, that is right, man. She needed to go into the jail. Sure, too. he bought her a car, but she probably didn't even feel like fucking that old man. So like, yeah, it's fucked up, whatever. But that's why you don't fuck kids. Yeah, um, yeah. all right, knife man stabbed friend through heart by after bizarre ritual went wrong. 
Oh, what is they doing? A knife enthusiast killed his friend with a blade through the heart during a bizarre stabbing game which went wrong. First of all, if you hang out with a nigga that calls himself a knife enthusiast, you're going to get stabbed at some point. Don't be surprised. And okay? when the nigga asks you, we're going to play a stabbing game yeah. with, and it's not a butter knife or a plastic knife. Why is you there? And yeah. on top of that, stabbing. It's time for my ass to go. Yeah, exactly. Fake or real or plastic. Exactly. I'm a video game enthusiast, okay? I'm not yes. stabbing enthusiasts too far. Yes. David Baxter and his friends would regularly stab each other with deadly weapons while wearing what they thought were knife-proof vests as a test of nerve. Well, I guess it wasn't knife-proof. Terrible way ah. to find out. But the full-hearted ritual, the full-hearted ritual went tragically wrong when Baxter's knife, which had never been used in such initiations before, penetrated Christopher's back, Baker's vest and went straight through his chest. The tragic 18-year-old had laughed at first and then said, It's gone through, Davy, before collapsing on the floor and he died within minutes. Uh, yeah, oh, that's so hilarious. That shit was funny? Yeah. So, the 31-year-old dude is the stabber. The 18-year-old kid is the stabby. That's another thing. Don't trust old motherfuckers that hang out with young people. Okay? I don't care whether it's a teacher buying your kid a car and moving into their house. Or if it's just a 31-year-old knife enthusiast that likes to stab motherfuckers in the heart for a joke. Oh. Nothing's that fucking funny. Anyway. Hope he gets death in him. Uh, last story, and we're gonna get out of here. Desperate Housewives catch fade. Uh, even Lagoria has explosive confrontation with Tony Parker, Parker's sexting side piece. Before Eva Lagoria pulled the plug on her marriage to Tony Parker, she had an explosive confrontation with the other woman. Star can exclusively reveal Star Magazine, I guess, or Star Online, something like that. In December 6th issue of Star on Sale Now, we detail the face-to-face showdown between the Desperate Housewives stars. Star and Tony's sexting partner, Aaron Barry, the gorgeous brunette whom Eva had considered a good friend. Um, she had to find out for herself if Tony had betrayed her with one of her friends, a source tells Star. So Eva tracked down Aaron, who's divorcing Tony's former son, Antonio's first teammate, Brett Barry. Oh, so they're in the process of divorcing. Yeah, I guess so. Oh. And they said she's divorcing Brent Barry, but who knows? If he found out about the text, then maybe it's the other way. That's true. Uh... In a parking lot in the airport in San Antonio, and the women had it out there, then and there. Uh, Eva wanted to look into Aaron's eyes to ask if she had been sleeping with Tony, says a source who noted that Eva was angrier and that she, than she'd ever been in her entire life. So, I don't know, man. Sounds like they got some Desperate Housewives drama going on in San Antonio. Really desperate Housewives drama. It's always the cities you don't expect to be having all the fucking, you know? Same thing happened with, you know, that pastor in New Jersey. Who thinks they fucking New Jersey like that? Uh, Nobody goes there for sex. Uh, Alright, man. So, thank you guys. It's been another episode with the little secret hidden bonus. Yes, For yeah. everybody that does like us to do articles. Nobody else will hit us all week except y'all. So Yeah, we hope y'all in, in, enjoyed the, the double stuff side dressing gravy over, over stuffing we gave you here for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I will encourage Karen to keep doing those random thoughts. Please, yeah, everybody write in. Really like them. Thank you, guys. Yeah, keep writing in and letting them know how y'all feel because, you know, I, I my word is just my word, but it's good when you guys tell her hey say some shit you funny right <laughs> right <laughs> anyway man you can uh, find the podcast on itunes facebook and podomatic search for the black guy with tips email the show the black guy with tips at gmail.com call the show 704-557-0186 leave us a voicemail follow us on twitter i'm at rodimus prime i'll say that again that s-n-d-a-t all right we out peace peace mwah.